Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 and good morning i'm gary randall thank you so much for joining me today it's monday december the 13th 2021 in the year of our lord today on december 13th 2000 george w bush claimed the presidency of the united states that was a day after the u.s supreme court shut down further recounts Remember all those recounts, hanging chads, dimples, and all that kind of thing on those ballots? Well, Democrat Al Gore, he finally conceded. He delivered a call for national unity, but I remember his speech. It didn't sound very convincing, but that's what he said. Today in 1835, Phillips Brooks, an American Episcopal bishop, he wrote the words to O Little Town of Bethlehem. He was born in Boston today in 1835. Today in 1978, the Philadelphia Mint began stamping Susan B. Anthony dollars. They went into circulation the following July. Today in 2001, the Pentagon publicly released a captured videotape of Osama bin Laden saying the deaths and destruction achieved by September 11 attacks exceeded his most optimistic expectations. Today in 2003, Saddam Hussein was captured by U.S. forces. Remember that? He was hiding in a hole under a farmhouse in Adwar, Iraq. It was near his hometown of Tikrit. Ten years ago today, early sound recordings of Alexander Graham Bell, that were they were packed away at the Smithsonian Institute. They'd been there for more than 100 years. They were played publicly for the first time using this new technology that read the sound with light and with a 3D camera. I'm not sure how that works, but that's what they did. In one recording, a man recites part of Hamlet's soliloquy. On another, a voice recites numbers, kind of like testing. One, two, three. That was what he was doing on that tape. But it was very interesting. Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell, one more than 100 years ago, He was figuring out how to record sound. And here we are today on the radio, television, from satellite, the whole thing. Who would have have guessed? I'm sure maybe Alexander Graham Bell did see the future, but I doubt that he saw what was coming. But he was one of the, certainly one of the pioneers in sound. One of the pioneers of people who have their whole life wanted to be president, of course, our President Biden has said often that that was his lifelong goal, was to become President of the United States. Well, he shares that with his comrade, Hillary Clinton. She was on television yesterday. She said, <laughs> yeah, Hillary Clinton told NBC's Today yesterday that if former President Donald Trump won, wins the presidency in 2024, it could be the end of U.S. democracy. She said to NBC, she said, quote, if I were a betting person right now, I'd say Trump is going to run again. He seems to be setting himself up to do that. And if it's not, and if he's not held accountable, 
that he gets to do it again, I think that could be the end of democracy. Not to be too pointed about it, she says, but I want people to understand that this is a make-or-break point. If he or someone of his ilk were once again to be elected president, and if especially if he had a Congress that would do his bidding, you will not recognize this country. Well, my dear Hillary, we already don't recognize this country. And I might add that there are people of his ilk that are probably going to be running for the presidency. I don't know what Trump's going to do. I haven't spoken to him lately, but uh, he may well run. But I know there are others that are very, very seriously considering it, none the least of which is the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. And he said over the weekend, he told the press that he has proposed a new $8 million or billion dollar something budget for Florida. And he said in it, is uh, or the entire budget, and in his budget, he has um, earmarked $8 million to transport some of the illegal aliens that Joe Biden's administration is bringing in and dumping off all over Florida. He said, I have the responsibility to protect Floridians as the president has the responsibility to protect all Americans. And he said, I don't have that opportunity where all Americans are concerned. He probably said yet under his breath, but I'm pretty sure he's planning to run for president. And he said that he will probably be taking busloads of people, dropping them off in Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, and in Martha's Vineyard, where Barack Obama has a $14 million mansion on the beach. I think he means that. He was pretty serious about it. He's smart, he's well-spoken, and he is of the ilk of Trump. There are others of that ilk that I think are seriously considering running for the presidency. So Hillary's worst nightmare may soon to be revisited upon her, and she may, in fact, see the reality of that very soon. Interesting, for nearly 20 years, Chris Wallace, I I could hardly bring myself to listen to him, to be honest with you, and I don't. But for 20 years, Chris Wallace has been the one and only Fox News personality, I guess, news person, that has been consistently at the bottom of the ratings. Fox has been very successful. I've been critical of Fox from time to time on this program. Generally, I like Fox. There are some people on there that I don't like and don't listen to. I won't listen to. Shepard Smith is gone now, thankfully. I never watched him. He was a gay activist. What he was doing on Fox, I have no idea. It was a liberal. He was nuts, frankly. He's on, I don't know, one of the other channels now, CNN or MSNBC, something like that. Anyway, Chris Wallace announced yesterday that he's leaving Fox. Well, for good reason. I think he was only kept there for, I don't know what reason. But like last week, which is the weekend, this weekend, that Chris Wallace announced that he'd be leaving, Face the Nation had 2.8 million viewers, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Face the Nation had 2.8 million viewers. Meet the Press had 2.6 million on their program, news program on Sunday. This week, the Sunday program, at 2.5 million. 
Fox News Sunday, that's Chris Wallace, had 1.2. He had more than a million less viewers than the three networks. But if you look at the year, 2020 through 2021, just almost at the end of 2021 now, Face the Nation averaged 3.4 million on their weekly news show. Meet the Press averaged 3.3 million. This week, averaged 3.1 million. Fox News Sunday, that would be Chris Wallace, averaged 1.3 million. It's not a big deal that he's leaving, except that it's an improvement. It's certainly a step up. I want to talk to you a little bit. Speaking of leaving and coming, did you hear that Dr. Oz is running for the Senate in Pennsylvania as a Republican? I was a little surprised by that, none the least. The Dr. Oz show. Yeah, he's running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania as a Republican. He said, Doctor, he told the press yesterday, he said, Dr. Anthony Fauci has lost the faith and confidence of the American people. He told the New York Post, he said, it's time for a new face talking to the American people, one that's more trusted. He said, I believe Anthony Fauci should be held accountable for misleading, whether willfully or unintentionally, the American public in the United States Congress. He had announced last week that he was running for the Senate in Pennsylvania as a Republican. The GOP incumbent, this Senator Pat Toomey, who is not a conservative, I don't think Oz would be real conservative on social issues like abortion and so on. I don't know. But um, anyway, he was really speaking out. He said I, he believes that Black Lives Matter organization is taking the wrong approach. He said, I do not support the actions taken by Black Lives Matter organization. He went on to say that while the Constitution protects protects the right to peaceably assemble, anything that re- involves rioting, looting, destruction needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent and so on. He had more to say. He said he opposes critical race theory. He said, why do we want to divide America along racial lines? Well, that's a good question. The answer is, is because we are possessed with other kinds of agendas in our country. The one thing that is not changing is the Word of God. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Have you been feeling hopeless lately or uncomfortable? Paul says in this letter to the Corinthians, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all tribulation, and we may be able to comfort them who are also in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. In these times, terrible, terrible times that we live in, dark, perverse, God will comfort us so that we can comfort others who may not know him or may not know him in an intimate way. It was Paul who said to the Romans, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature 
shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is the hope that we have in Christ. More and more, the political culture of the world and of our nation is taking on something beyond the political aspect of life. It's taking on a spiritual demeanor, a spiritual context. We've been inundated over the last several years, the last two in particular, by mob-like crowds taking down the statue of anyone or anything that the cancel crowd deems unacceptable. It doesn't matter whether it's George Washington or Hitler. If they don't like that, or somebody is offended by it, or somebody's sensitivities are bruised somehow, they tear down these 100-year-old, 200-year-old statues, haul them away, and sometimes throw them in a river or whatever they can do to dispose of them. And there's never really any consequences. They just destroy. However, recently, the United Nations has placed a giant statue in New York in front of the UN building that resembles an end-time beast that's described in both the biblical books of Daniel and Revelation. I wrote an article on that today, and it's at faithandfreedom.us, our website. They're calling this large statue Guardian of Peace. The problem with that is I don't think it is a guardian of peace because the UN has a track record of this kind of thing. The UN recently tweeted a photo of the statue. In the tweet, they said, a guardian for international peace and security sits on the visitor's plaza outside our UN headquarters. The guardian is a fusion of jaguar and eagle. It was donated by the government of Oaxaca, Mexico. A lot of people who see this sculpture, and I, it's hard for me to describe it, it's large. It's like a an animal, like a lion, a leopard, whatever, and it has four wings, and it has this big head and a big mouth open, and it's, you know, on looks like it's ready to attack something or someone. A lot of people who see this, they're noting on social media that it appears to be a close likeness to the beast the prophet Daniel spoke about in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel. And it's similar to what the apostle John wrote about in the New Testament book of Revelation. In Daniel chapter 7, verses 2 through 4, Daniel says he describes the beast with the body of a lion and wings of an eagle. Verses 2 through 4, Daniel spake and said, quote, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse from one another. The first was like a lion, and it had eagle's wings. The Apostle John wrote in the Revelation about a similar beast. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 2, he said, quote, And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Others who have seen the UN statue say it reminds them of a verse 
the kind of a warning verse in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. They say it's a very ominous thing. I mean, why would anyone put that out there and feature it? Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in First Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3, For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child. And they will not escape. Some are suggesting that, <clears throat> that this statue in front of the UN building in New York City looks something like a science fiction movie, but others on social media, people just have passing by that have seen it, they're suggesting it's much more than that. It's, they're noting that there's no animal like that on this planet. I think it's not coincidental that this beast is painted in the colors of the LGBTQ pride flag. Same colors. Very purposely so. It's not like coincidental. As I was looking at this over the weekend, I was looking at it yesterday afternoon in particular. I was reminded that a while back, there were some stories that I don't believe I mentioned it on this program, but I was very aware of it, and I was kind of following it. We don't have time to talk about everything I would like to on this program, but I try to sort it out and do what I feel would be most interesting and most meaningful and most helpful, and we do so very prayerfully, I might add. But a while back, the entrance to the Temple of Baal, Baal worshiping, we read a lot about that. In fact, Baal is the most mentioned false religion in the Old Testament. The entrance to the Temple of Baal is also touring the world. In 2016, it was announced that a reproduction of the temple of the ancient god Baal was coming to New York's Times Square, and it would later be on display in London's Trafalgar Square. The reason for the reproduction of the Temple of Baal was that it was touring, the promoter said, was because the original 2,000-year-old structure in Palmyra, Syria, was destroyed by ISIS in 2015. The reproduction is a a digital uh, creation in the exact image using a 3D printer, which produces a life-size exact model. The Institute for Digital Archaeology, they plan to construct approximately a thousand versions of this entrance, the arch to the entrance to the Temple of Baal, to be placed in cities around the world. In 2018, two years later, Israel 365 News, that's a news source out of Israel, of course, every day, 365, they reported, <clears throat> quote, the, re the reproduction of the Arch of Palmyra, a Roman victory arch that stood as the entrance to the pagan temple for almost 2,000 years, will make an improbable appearance in Washington, D.C. This was two years later in 2018. And the International Criminal Court in The Hague as a symbol of peace and resilience. They noted that the first appearance was in London in 2016 that I mentioned just a moment ago, and this unveiling coincided with the beginning of the 13-day period known as in the occult as the blood sacrifice to the beast, the most important holiday for those who worship the god Baal. Well, <laughs> the Israeli news note noted and does note that the celebrations of ancient Baal included child sacrifice, and bisexual orgies. 
In the article, a rabbi explains how the recreation of Baal and its traveling exhibition reaches out to families. In fact, it gives discounted ticket prices to families with children so the children can be educated. He doesn't like that. He's very upset about it, this rabbi. He also notes that in placing these replicas of the entrance to the temple of Baal, the advocates are placing them not in neighborhoods where they would be challenged, but in locations close to the most powerful world leaders in the world, where they're celebrated in the name of globalism. Interesting observation by the rabbi. In 1980, Palmyra was designated as a World Heritage Site by UNESCO, which described the temple as, quote, one of the best preserved and most important religious edifice of the first century in the Middle East. Why are they so obsessed with this ancient false god of Baal? Probably for the same reason that the Israelites in the Old Testament, they kept following Baal. They kept getting involved with Baal worship. In fact, it's a whole sermon, and I I don't have time to get into it, but they would consistently, often, not just once, but God's people, the children of Israel, would get off on this Baal thing, and they they would get involved in some of this Baal worship, which is perverse. And they would say, we believe in God, you know, we serve God, but we also serve Baal. They were duplicitous in their faith because they they were double-minded. And they became not only unstable, but they became ungodly. Because God doesn't allow for multiple worship. You either love the Lord or you don't. We don't worship several gods to play the odds that God himself may not be whom he claims to be. I mean, that's what they're saying. And this goes all the way back in human history. Several years ago, this is not recent. It was during the Obama administration. Matt Barber, I don't know if you know him or not. I think he's a lawyer, but he's a a really good guy. He's a straight talker for sure. Brilliant guy. He has a good grasp on history. And he writes quite a bit. I haven't seen him writing a lot lately, honestly, but I, I never thought about that till the moment. But, He has written over time, and maybe he is now. I just haven't seen any articles by him recently. But he wrote an article during the Obama administration, and I I remembered it, and I went back and pulled it up. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what he said in that article. Keep in mind, this was when Barack Obama was president, so it's been that long ago. But he wrote this article that explained some of the elements of Baal worship and why it has become a focus of the globalist, leftist, so-called progressives today. Now, he wrote this before what I just told you about happened. But he said, ritualistic Baal worship in some looked a little like this. Adults would gather around the altar of Baal. Infants would be burned alive as a sacrificial offering to the deity. And horrific screams and the stench of charred human flesh, congregants, Men and women alike would engage in bisexual orgies. The, re- the ritual of convenience was intended to produce economic prosperity by prompting Baal to bring rain for the fertility of Mother Earth. He goes on to point out how some of those elements are being mirrored in society today. 
and I would add even more so today than when he wrote this. He says, quote, modern liberalism or progressivism deviates a little from its ancient predecessor. While its macabre rituals have been sanitized with flowery and euphemistic terms of art, its core tenets and practices remain eerily similar. The worship of fertility has been replaced with worship of reproductive freedom or choice. Child sacrifice via burnt offering has been updated ever so slightly to become child sacrifice by abortion. Barber wrote this article during the Obama administration, as I said, and nothing has changed, but it's gotten worse. He concluded with this. He said, nonetheless, the aforementioned pillars of most postmodern Baalism, it was a much larger article than what I'm quoting. He said, are almost certainly like make rapid headway over the next four to eight years with or without the help of the Christian left. The gods of liberalism have a new high priest in Barack Obama. The gods of liberalism, he said, have, they enjoy many devout followers in the Democrat-controlled Congress, liberal media, and halls of academia. Both Obama's social agenda and that of the 111th Congress at that time are rife with unfettered pro-abortion, freedom-chilling, pro-homosexual, and power-grabbing environmentalist objectives. The same kind of hope, action, and change, I suppose, that was swallowed up by the Baalist Canaanites of old. So today's liberalism or progressivism is really just a very old book with a shiny new cover, a philosophy rooted in ancient pagan traditions, of which there is not to be proud. This is the hallmark of our culture today and the world culture. And sometimes we as Christians find ourselves almost feeling a bit of the hopelessness of the world, but we have no reason to be hopeless. We have every reason to be hopeful, even in these horrible days that we live in perilous times. The Bible says these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. According to the Bible, these are the three indispensable, eternally enduring values, ones we ultimately can't live without. All things are going to pass away. These things remain. Love, Jesus said, is the driving principle behind God's greatest commands. In fact, the Bible says God is love. And hope is the sense of expectancy and optimism that God wants to instill in all of us who love him and have faith in him. It's an overriding confidence that he gives, reminding us that even in the midst of our greatest problems, collectively or personally, God is with us. He is greater than any challenge that we face. Hope Hope is the inextinguishable flicker that God ignites in our souls to keep us believing in the prevailing power of his light, even when we're surrounded by utter darkness. And we live in a dark world. It's the unswerving belief that better days are ahead, probably in this world, but most certainly in the world to come, in the next world. It's the quiet resolve that he hardwires into our spirit that clings to the seemingly impossible truth that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And that, in the grand scheme of things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul believed that. God said it. And we need to believe it and grasp it. 
I'm out of time. The clock tells me that I'm through. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow.